welcome to the Mackey Hour. I'm your host and sports doctor, Brendan Garfield, talking all things sports for the next two hours. A very common call, our phone number is 334-844-9345. And if you look any of our shows and want to listen to them, you can find podcasts that we put the show currently on Spotify. Just search the Mackey Hour. And our show topic today is your first preview of the first game of the season against Kentucky this Saturday. We'll discuss other college football news. We'll do our weekly Auburn in the NFL. We'll recap NFL Week 2 and CC NFL Week 3. We'll discuss the incredible Uncle Stars and injuries this past week. And uh, we'll wrap up with our discussion from NBA and NFL playoffs, which we all be talking about. So we'll start off with our Auburn and Kentucky preview. So Auburn enters this season with ranked 8th in the AP poll. Okay, that's number 23 Kentucky this Saturday. And due to COVID-19, Auburn fans have to lose the game. We'll be less than 20%. So instead of 87,451 fans, there will be around 17,500 fans within its Auburn game too. And there will be an 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff. It's very new because the game can be seen on SEC Network. Auburn is currently a 20.5 point favorite against Kentucky, an Eastern football power index is giving Auburn an 84.9% chance of winning. As you can see, said, Kentucky is definitely not a team to take lightly. Kentucky returns eight offensive starters, highlighted by senior quarterback Terry Wilson, and Wilson only played the season last year, but played towards right to college and in the end of the season. So, of course, after that, uh, that was a lot of fever, a playmaker named Bowden, my quarterback for the season, and now, Kentucky is no longer a and in the two games that Wilson did play last season, he was 33 for 52 passing for 360 yards and two touchdowns. And in the 2018 season, Wilson threw for 11 touchdowns and eight interceptions in 67.2 percent of the season. And Wilson is a 23 as a starter at Kentucky. Kentucky also has four of the five starting with the line returning, as well as preseason, preseason all SEC linemen and Barry Bernard and Drake Jackson. On defense, Kentucky has seven defensive starters returning, and Kentucky has a strong defensive line led by Jamar Boogie Watson, and they also have a structure Jamar Watson, who had two guys, two guys, Jamar Watson, who had six and a half sack practices and two high seven quarterback hurries. And this week's one of my main matches today is the Auburn's offensive line against Kentucky's front seven. As we highlighted on the show before, Auburn will have four new starting offensive linemen this season. If he's wrong, he's the only returning starter at center. For Auburn's new offensive line, he's Jack Victor Jr. He's had to sort out the four new starters by fall camp. For those two names, Victor Jr. out Jackson at left tackle. Victor Jr. based on Manning at left guard. Victor Jr. is Rack Sanford from Ashton Brandon Council at right guard. And it's worth noting, though, for Council that no, he's new to Auburn. He has started 24 games at Ashton. And at right tackle, it will be Victor Jr. for various hands. Justin Alzheimer and Marquez took conference yesterday that he can prepare his hand except for a big year every tackle, and that hand is probably as strong as anyone in that I've had come through here in a long time, what Malcolm said. And besides counsel, I think one positive about all those other three new offensive linemen is really lots of strength. They are all mature and senior to me, so all of them being registered junior, so really lots of strength. They're senior to me, so I think that would be a plus uh, for all those offensive linemen. So technically, left tackle is still a competition. So though it's how Jackson looks good at the sign left tackle, it's him and Richard Jr. off the tackle. Who tackles the tackle? He's coming off his third ACL surgery. Maybe now looking will be Jackson, but 
Sean opened up to me and trying to contest the game. And the other thing that happens in this game, I think, is all those defensive line against Kentucky's all those lines. As mentioned before, Kentucky is returning four of their five starting off the line. In contrast, Auburn had to replace two star defensive linemen, Jared Brown and Marlon Davidson. And it's going to be important to veterans on the D-line, such as Drew Capron, Tyler Suzell, and Jaquan Newkirk, the Taylor Boys, along with Richard Preston and Kobe Wooden, who will be one of the starting the second tackles. Defensive coordinator Kevin Steele and Nick Nelson have both spoken highly of Wooden for his improvement and consistency. And I know it is cliche to say this, that this game will be won in sanctions, but I think in this case it's really truly applied as having a regular offseason to the COVID-19 and the being first game of the season. All of those offensive line will likely experience issues in this game as they try to gel together and build chemistry. And if all those offensive line is able to win it, how frequent these problems occur, I think all will be in a good position to be Kentucky. However, if all those offensive line struggles throughout the whole game, I think Kentucky can play all over the rest of I think there could also be concern of all those offensive holes struggling with them. But though I think all those offensive will be there this year under the offensive coordinator, Ken Morris, there could be growing teams as well. I don't expect the Kentucky to reach this thing in the first game. So, since it is the first game, I could see the two offense struggling at first as it gets used to Ken Morris' offense. And that's all the defense. Though Auburn lost its entire starting secondary from last year's NFL, I'm not really concerned about the secondary because Auburn has a lot of staff at the position. We're not just backups at a lot of time time. Auburn has four returning defensive backs who play at least 300 snaps last season, including the cornerback, Rodney McCreary, and Christian Cut, and the safety, Daniel Thomas, and Daniel Sandler. So they all got a lot of experience in playing time last year, so that's not really one of my concerns for Auburn because I think they'll fit in the connection with the full time starters. And so Christian Cut was basically the starter at the middle cornerback last season as well, so he returned to that role. And Auburn, of course, is strong at linebacker, which started to be great. Between McCoy and Owen Hopper on the turn. So, overall, I think it's going to be a close game with Kentucky being a strong team. But I think Auburn playing at home is the time to be And really, if Auburn, if it can overcome maybe some trouble with the offensive line, you've got the playmakers on offense with Sean Tyler, CJ Ryan, Jack Ryan, Anthony Sports, Mike Stokes. Auburn's got the weapons on offense. To do very well. Just can they overcome possibly the offensive line to start one uh, early on in the season? So before we go to break, I just wanted to note that Auburn's captains this season as voted by the players will be KJ Britt, Bo Nick, Big Cat Bryant, and running back son and Sean Sider. This will be Auburn's four captains for this season. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we'll do some more college football talk and also do some NFL talk as well. You're listening to the next hour on WEBL 91.1 FM, and I'm your host, Brendan Rockham. Welcome back to the next hour as we turn to some flowers we did right there. So, welcome back to the next I'm your host, Sports Doctor Brendan Rockham. So, we've got some general college football talk right now. Of course, one of the main stories is that this week, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, and Pippi Pettit, Wake Forest has been postponed because of a COVID. A mini COVID outbreak in Notre Dame where seven players had COVID 19 or someone had it and someone's been exposed to it. There was some talk to postpone that game to next week, but uh, instead it postponed it to December 12th, so right at the end of the season. 
And how about dating sex? It seems like the ATC came to be will also be December 19th, which is the same day as the 10th of the game. So we're going to wear a big time starting later, but they're still having their conversation to be on the same day as the ATC, even though the ATC started a few weeks before. Another game is Louisville. They're coming off that loss 
and then the last team that uh, ran the top rank by our players is number 18, BYU, takes on Troy. BYU is 14 point favorite. Troy is running out of the season along with BYU. I expect BYU to win the game in Provo. And so this year, how do our weekly Auburn players in the NFL? And they began with Cam Newton, who threw for 397 yards and touchdowns, along with Wesley for 47 yards and two touchdowns, as the Patriots lost 33 30 to Seahawks on Sunday football. And we will talk about Cam Newton's performance and his game later on the show. Next, we have Carlton Davis as the Buccaneers cornerback and interception. The worst score game in the fourth quarter, along with five tackles, a tackle for a loss, and two tackle questions. And it was the second interception of his drunk career as the Bucks went on to beat the Panthers 31 17. On Thursday night football, linebackers got five to eight tackles for a second consecutive game with five to two losing tackles as the Bengals fell to the ground 35 30. And in that same game, tight end CJ Uzuma had four tackles for 43 yards, including a 23 yard touchdown. And unfortunately, Uzuma tore his Achilles later in the game. Is now up for the season. Running back Terion Johnson had a carry for 32 yards along with a one yard touchdown run for the Lions as they lost the Packers 41 42 21. And lastly, the Raiders kicker Daniel Carlson remained AC Pegasus player of the week last week. And now this week, for week two, Carlson went super strong field goals, including a 54 yard field goal to step over in that lucky game to steal the win for the Raiders. The week of fame 34 24. And Johnson was also three for three extra points in the game. And now, to talk a little NFL for a few minutes before we go to break, and we're talking a lot about the whole, excuse me, we're talking a lot about the NFL, really in the show, particularly in the second hour, during the second hour overtime. It's really so long, of course, the many injuries, some players getting hurt this week. We've seen the first throw towards ACL, Jacob Barkley's manager's ACL, Scott Thomas for the Fortnite or defensive lineman, the players of ACL, the Zabapo, the Atlanta Springs, he's at the Hobiak for a few weeks, quarterback for the Broncos from the Bronx, he's at the Macy Joy Springs, he's now out for a few weeks, and it's just a major fear right now. He's had so many injuries. He's passed his time going for the Dolphins, starting quarterback, he got pulled up with a groin injury, four plays into their game against the Bills. He's not likely to play this week, but it seems like we have to talk to the at all. I think that he will be able to play tomorrow night, Thursday night game, right there at Jacksonville and Jacksonville. That's the main thing on the story injury uh, for star players. We feel like Jordan Kirk is getting a lot of heat right now. They're both investigating it to the point of complaining about it. Uh, I feel like it is a new turf there. No one complained about it after the Giants threw it for the next game in week one. No one had any problems with it. And now the problem is that the Giants are back in week two because that's going to happen. Now people are not happy about it. Now they're investigating that new turf there. They see what happens there. Uh, of course, the thrilling Sunday night football game between the Seahawks and Patriots. As I mentioned before, Henry had a great game, almost 4 0 passing, had a touchdown, two rushing touchdowns. And of course, that's the game. It always seems like it's between the Seahawks and Patriots. It always comes down to the final play. It happens back for the first great time as Henry was stopped at the one yard line. And the end of the game, when they were down by four. But it was a crazy game. Of course, the thing that had to happen was, of course, in the Super Bowl, when Russell Wilson threw that slant pass that got picked off by Malcolm Butler. And a few years after that, they 
the ground comes down, like there's a plate of Seahawks 1. And, and this is how I have the Seahawks in the dungeon as they make the goal line stand, stop him in. And I gotta say that goal goal. What blame the Patriots for deciding to run the ball there? Sam Newton, because they had done it earlier than twice, it worked, and it worked perfectly, and no problem. The Seahawks were able to stop it. But you kind of have the mirror of the Seahawks that they're ready for this time. And especially when the Patriots lined up, and as I said, no wide receivers out wide. They just allowed the Seahawks to really stop the back from just doing all out zero blitz. And what happened with that great penetration? They got Sam Newton. The ball was the one. They ended up getting tackled on the 3 3 0 line. They got great penetration. I was on the. I was talking to Daniel, the Patriots offense player. I was on the 3 3 0 line, but I was probably the spread of 4 wide. It just felt so spread out. So we wanted maybe the 4 down line and a linebacker in the middle. Try to run a QB draw. Instead of running a QB draw, the game was back in the middle. I was just ready for that. And if you step spread out wide, there's just a chance that they might pass the ball. And if you get away, then you know you're going to run. So, I think it's a good break. When we come back, we will continue to discuss more NFL. We'll talk with some NBA playoffs as well. You're listening to the Matthew Hour on WEPL 91.1 FM. And now you're listening to the Rockin'. Hello, and welcome back to Matthew Hour. I'm your host and sports doctor, Ben Glock. Thank you. 
think that now it could be a big court action for you, but it's a tough situation to get. I have a lot of
people are wondering if the $10 potentially a bust, and people are unsure of the future with the debt, because apparently the $10 is the record not been improving. And it's really, it's a tough situation. I think $10, you know, they're most often in the end of that rating system that game where it looks like $10 will like an ad at me. There's been some moments of possible friction. But I think that the thing that I can take control of the situation and think do what's best for basically for what happened with the penalty of the team that I'll have to do with the better part of it. Because I'm going to say, the thing is trying out for 32, 179 yards, you have that nice little one second pass that I talked about. The one second one is the last thing even with Costa and Tyler going back in the middle of the center line and D4 doing that right now as well. But um, I think the situation is just. Obviously, the old saying goes, the players are much stronger than the coaches for the team. And it's likely that $10 will be with the Jets longer than the NBA. So, I think in the end, you know, it's predictive for itself. I would think it's best to lean on that side of $10 than the NBA. And we know it's because of the NBA's stock and stuff that's going to be better. We get to the North of the team. Great. It's kind of easy to have to see in the pocket at times. And it's a 
He was praying about it very well. He was happy with his pastors. He was staying healthy. He was thinking about the money. He was thinking too many of I think on Sunday night, against a very good, he lost defense. He, if he was the first night of the yards, he was sitting down at each drive on the people, very accurate. So there was a moment when he hit Joey Allman on the people, and he got out. He threw it over, you know, at him, and he threw him open. I think that means maybe pushing up to Josh McDaniels, you know, being a patient for the system of Philadelphia. I think that he'll be in the mid, it's all the way back to
understand what you're saying there, but one of your thoughts, you have to count. You see that growing at the direction there. If you have more than that, then you will have to grow. So you have to have your thoughts in the right way. It's very large. It's very important. 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 It's very Thank you. 
many of them there were, how many severe ones there were, so they can't play it. But uh, I want to kind of talk about the positives of the NFL right now. And I want to ask you kind of, maybe one of the most shocking or exciting standouts out of players, games, team, what, what's been, what's been really good for you about the NFL so far? Let's talk about who's been the most shocking player for you. I think the most shocking player for me is John Towns, quarterback for the the past weekend's dropping the field for 47 yards, 4 touchdowns, and 44 percent by throwing. He got a better football throw late in the game with the Dolphins to put that to play the football game. Don't get anybody wrong. He's got a great football game. I thought, you know, he's kind of old school. He got into the job down high. I thought he's got a very big mobile quarterback that can run. He did the job very well. He had a big arm, but he's got the accuracy. And then he's lost in the play with the Dolphins game. He was having a quick touch, because he was on two crossers, and he was two times, the Dolphins couldn't cover it. I know it was the Jets last week, and the Dolphins, and the Dolphins here was a company area to find one from down early in that game. But still, I was very impressive that the Sigma Valley got some chemistry with Stephon Diggs, so if I could play, I'd say John Towns, both of these are right now, so no. Definitely a good pick right there, because I think, for at least me personally, I didn't know how much I bought into him, or what he was out of his staff. You know, he's had some pretty good regular seasons, but in, in, in the postseason that he was in, he didn't live up to the expectation, he hadn't performed, but I feel like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of questions circling around him going to this year, but he seems to have uh, improved it so far. I just said this weekend, he's making some. Yeah. 
trying to pick a team right now, top dog. The team kind of better the top dog. I wish they could, you know, they kind of struggled a little. I would say the Ravens right now. The Ravens are going to be really quick. Yeah, they're going to be on the ball. You know, you know, against the play, the Texans, you know, Scott Watts, you know, very lucky to quarterback. And he says, you know, he was on the road.
I'm sure they could be trained for bring up some point. It's going to be a full time point. It's time for them to be So, you know, if you're really not position, you can have a that we just Thank you. 